So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Uh, Folks, what we're going to be chatting about today is uh, what is going to happen in this market. And I've had a lot of uh, interesting conversations. Uh, In particular, uh, a couple nights ago, I was at a social and um, I was talking to a title rep and she was spitting out some numbers that were just like astonishing um, to me. And it really put some things into perspective that I knew, but I didn't really think of uh, just yet. Like you guys, um, I'm also watching the market very closely. And it's such an interesting time because it's like, you know, you have this thing with inflation, you have all these higher rates, the affordability is a major issue, but then yet there's still a lack of inventory. And I just find it absolutely astonishing that like, you know, like what is going on? It's just such a, um, it's such an odd and different circumstance that we're in here. And then I started, we get into it. We had this really good conversation and we're sitting there talking and we're like, Hey, well, at least, and I think she gave me the stat in the nation. The biggest problem, and you guys know, this is that people who own properties, I think she said it was like 60 or 70% of people that own a house right now locked into one of these like super duper low interest rates, like 3%. And the biggest problem right now is going to be, well, where are you going to go? Even if you want to sell your house, chances are whatever you replace your house with is going to end up costing you more and probably getting less for it. And that's just the reality. So we're like stuck, like, and people are looking for inventory, but a big issue I believe here is how are we going to get inventory when we can't find replacement inventory for the people that need to open up the inventory? So what are we going to concentrate on in this market? And I'm seeing this uh, last week's episode. If you guys listened to that, we had uh, Tommy on, he's a real estate investor and he has the same issue. And he's like, dude, I don't have any inventory. But then we're looking at this all-time affordability issue and like higher interest rates, but yet the market is still there. You have banks collapsing, but yet people are still buying. It's just such an astonishing time. And what I'm going to focus on this podcast today is what I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to focus. I'm going to tell you guys where, if I'm you, I would be concentrating my business on. Um, And I'm doing it with you. So I'm not just telling you what to do. I'm actually in the process of doing the same thing. Because the reality is, is that if this is the case, where are we going to put the focus in our business? Where should we put our marketing efforts? Where should we put our lead efforts and all of the above? Now, for those of you who listen to the show a lot, you know that I'm a huge component about staying in front of your database, creating content for them and staying in front of them, right? We have a whole software called Referral Suite dedicated just to doing that, which you can check out at referralsuite.com. But um, what it is, is that what it is, is that it stays in front of your database, But in these markets, if your database will always feed you, but doesn't mean you stop lead generating or you stop trying to find other avenues of business. You see, your database will keep you consistent. But when you want to go out and like call it scale or you want to go out and increase or um, whatever, you know, might make sense to do some sort of lead generation. So what I'm going to focus on today is what kind of lead generation is that going to be? And my prediction is that distressed. Now, hear me out before we uh, go into it. And if I'm you, 
I'm going to put my focus into the areas of business where people are going to move no matter what. I'm going to go after divorce, probate. I'm going to go after bankruptcy, loss of income. I'm going to go back and do what I did in 2007, and I'm going to go right back into the distressed market because regardless of what is going to happen with the market, people will still get distressed, and most don't even know it yet. Reality is that some people are going to get divorced, and they don't know it yet. Some people are going to get sick. They're going to lose their jobs, and they don't know it yet. But that market always has to transact. Now, here's the caveat. This is also what we were talking about in the same conversation. So at least here in San Diego, I don't know what it is in, in your market, but I talked to a bunch of agents like, oh, we were down 3%, 5%. Reality is we're probably down 10 to 20%. Let's just say that's the number, okay? I don't know the exact number. Let's just say we're down 10%. Well, um, I forget what news organization released the article, but she she cited it when in our conversation and she's like, well, you know, the reality is that if the cost to sell your property is 8%, 9%, 7%, and you bought a house that in the value already went down 5, 10, or 15%, well, you're underwater, folks, especially if you didn't put any money down. You know, there is a lot of people who done FHA or 5% down. Even if you put down 10% on a property and the market dropped 5%, you're still underwater because the cost to sell are going to take you there. So, 90% of the real estate agents within this industry have never seen a shift in the marketplace. We've been literally just, uh, if you've gotten in the business the last 10 years, you haven't seen this happen yet. And um, that's no dig at you. I'm trying to sound the alarms and I'm going to tell you, hey, here's where you should concentrate your focus on. And it is 100% in distress sellers. Um, there's going to be quite a lot of them. Um, I think that with this fallout and what people aren't talking about are, the stress that is on our banking system right now. And I think that is the biggest concern I have. I'm not any more concerned about, oh, let's go curb inflation. I'm concerned about the banking system, but being, being able to withstand this storm and not collapse, right? But regardless of what happens, folks, we know people are going to lose their jobs. Like all signs are pointing that we're, if we're not already in a recession, we're going to get into one. Um, and depending on, which rabbit hole you want to go down. Um, some people are even saying a, a depression if this trigger can happen. There's a lot of things going on that I would strongly encourage you to pay attention to because it's going to affect uh, the economy. And when the economy is affected, traditionally that goes into less people buying houses and whatnot, more people coming up with distress. But just take those numbers into consideration. That means anyone who's bought within the last 18 months, if they bought last year, anyone who bought last year, they're underwater. And two things happen when that happens. Um, People who are underwater, if they also experience a, a, a personal life situation at the same time, that becomes a short sale, guys. That becomes a foreclosure. That's how it starts. And in the last crash, the 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 worry, um, and I'm not saying there's going to crash. I don't know if it's going to crash, but I do think there's going to be a distressed market. How bad? I have no idea. But in the last time, it happened so fast. And the it's all mindset. It's all consumer confidence. If I don't think the market, your house is worth that, I'm not going to pay for that. And once that thing kicks off, it uh, it kicks off, right? Um, the market isn't based on anything but confidence and confidence can become in a lot of different ways. So I'm just telling you guys, pay very close attention to it because uh, my partner owns a data company. I could see the data <laughs> and that's the only reason why I have this insight. So 
what are you going to do? Well, there's a lot of things you can do. And I believe that whoever is going to go out there and get proactive in this, uh, what I'm talking about today, I think that you're going to set yourself up for the next market. I think you're going to weather the storm and I think you're going to dominate long-term and take this into leverage. The number one thing that happened in 2007 was the lack of adoption for people wanting to concentrate on the distressed market. As a matter of fact, I got most of my business when we started our short sale company back then from other real estate agents while we were raking in the money just because real estate agents didn't know how to take on short sales. We gladly took them on, paid them a referral fee and we're making hand over fist and helping a ton of people at the same time. So it was only because we were willing to take on a problem that no one else wanted to. And uh, I had a conversation with a friend of mine down in Tampa, Mr. Kick Butt Mortgage Guy. He's in a mortgage broker and he's doing it within lending. He is making a focus on divorce lending and coming up with a specialization focusing on how to finance a house during a divorce situation because there is a niche for that. There is a niche for probate and people are dying. People are dying. Nothing's changed there, right? People die. Well, what happens to the house when they do? Setting up strategic alliances with probate attorneys. Um, get very, very investor friendly. In these types of markets, I could you always follow the real estate investors. And here's why. Real estate investors um, buy properties, like lots of them. And I'd rather work with them because it's not emotional. But the real estate investors are sitting on the <laughs> sidelines, salvating waiting to pounce onto this market. And that should tell you something. When the real estate investing community is ready to pounce, start forming relationships with them because whether they're going to be buying and selling or buying and reselling or buying and holding, whatever the hell they're going to be doing and whatever investment strategy it is, that's where a lot of transaction and volume will take place. In 2007, eight, nine, I remember like, at the, if I could remember correctly, it's been so long, but I'd like to say it was like 30 to 40% of the market at that time was cash buyers. And what happened at that time was we had a giant buyers list because we were doing so many short sales and we were transacting more than ever, but only because we concentrated within a niche of what was happening at that time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what it requires is learning the skill. You Real estate as an agent, is a great and fantastic career to have, but you have to adapt within it. Real estate's always bought and sold, but how it's bought and sold is what changes throughout the markets. And learning the types of transactions that I think are going to be prevalent, or at least the ones taking place more so than your just traditional regular real estate transactions, are going to be in the distress niche, and they're going to involve life change situations. This means marriage, um, and it's not all doom and gloom. People who get married, people who have kids need to up upgrade, right? They need to get a bigger house. Um, you're going to see that. That's always going to happen. That's not going to change. But I think overwhelmingly what you're going to see is more bankruptcy. I think you're going to see uh, when bankruptcy comes in that the house is 90, 90% of the time is getting released. All right. A bankruptcy attorney that that turns into a listing many, many times. Um, same thing in probate people. Um, you're going to have a lot of that. Um, you're going to have um, what else is there? Divorce, probate, loss of job, loss of income. Um, that is going to be a distressed situation. Typically, people resort to bankruptcy attorneys for that. Um, I have not seen or heard yet of a bunch of short sales coming down the pipeline, but I do believe there will be some more. Um, I haven't seen anyone really transacting them yet. And I have people all over the country that I talk to frequently. And 
Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I would keep an eyes on that. If I do start seeing it, trust me, just listen to the show and I will be telling you and singing and hitting the alarm bell. But ultimately, I'm telling you guys, focus on listings in this next market. Um, focus on listings and focus on distress. And there's a couple different ways you can do that. And I want to share with you how to repackage your services to do so. So we have a company called Owner Advocate Agent. It's www.owneradvocateagent.com. And what it is, is a um, multiple listing option solution. So for example, when I go into a listing presentation, um, I no longer have to say, oh yeah, we're just going to list your house. We're going to have the open house. I'm going to do pictures and all that. I instead pull out a menu of options and I say, hey, which one of these best suits your situation? So I have a fix and list program where if somebody wants to net top dollar or their house is in a little bit of a dilapidated condition, we could come in there with contractors, um, fix the house up, spruce it up without the seller having to pay for it out of pocket and the seller will get reimbursed at closing once that house closes. That's a very good option for somebody that wants to squeeze the most amount of money out of their property. Okay. Now, how can I package up and use that? Well, I could easily take that program to probate attorneys, divorce attorneys, all of these situations. And now I could tell the attorneys with whom I form a strategic relationship with that, hey, here's a program that we have because we specialize specifically in this situation. And when people are getting divorced, we understand that money a lot of times is the issue. And sometimes they want to squeeze the most out of it or they want to sell it really fast. Well, in either case, I can help you. In the event they want to sell it really fast, I work with a boatload of investors. We can give you cash offer within 24 hours and close on your timeline. But in the event you want to squeeze as much money out of that property, well, we have a fix and list program where we can come in and use our investors to actually spruce up your property and allow you to flip it so that you can squeeze and sell it for the most amount of money. Those are just two options. We also have a bridge loan option for people, especially in this market, who are stuck in the buying and selling at the same time. In a low inventory market, we know that people are going to, it's not going to be like, oh, let's just sell my house and then I could go out there and buy a new one. Many people today are going to need to go out and buy their replacement house before they sell their existing one because there is no inventory and nobody wants to settle on their primary residence. So that's what a bridge loan option, that's a solution for that specific property, right? But we have a sale leaseback program. We are about to introduce a sell part of your house program. It's almost like they could buy a slice of their property and almost like a timeshare so they could access some of their equity. I'm looking at the reverse mortgage market very in depth. The vast majority of equity in this market throughout the United States is not held by people who are 30 years old. They're held by people who all qualify for a reverse mortgage. So. All of these different things, guys, are what I'm um, sounding the alarm bells on because I believe that the agents that are going to concentrate in these different niches will not only not experience um, any sort of downwind, but I think they're going to they're going to crush it. I think they're going to scale, and I think they're going to kill it because nobody's done it yet. This whole menu of options just gives sellers options that caters towards their problems as opposed to them signing up for my only all-in-one only solution system. And at the end of the day, all we're doing is that people want seller options. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you could visit it at owneradvocateagent.com, take the free training, and I'll show you exactly how we do the uh, listing presentation and the tools we use to generate all the offers and uh, have them under contract within 24 to 72 hours if they choose one of the offers. 
So um, there is a lot of different ways you guys can go out and market this thing. But everything I'm telling you about here is changing the status quo. This is about you going out there and you differentiating your brand, you creating something, whether it's a program like our owner advocate example I just gave you. That's our a unique selling proposition that differentiates what we do from every other agent out there. And it's going to require marketing, all right? It's going to require content creation because I have to educate people in the difference. It's going to require ads and ad spend. But ultimately, it's going to just be us doing things a little differently. See, these markets, although... Some people haven't been affected at all. And depending where you're at in the country, things are either much, much slower or a little bit slower overall for most people right now. Some people are still crushing it, but they're not crushing it as much as they were a few years ago. But they're still doing very, very well. And the one thing they all have in common is they all have personal brands, um, which is always recession-proof, guys. Um, don't forget that. But start, open your eyes up, look around you and and... Who do you know that you could connect with? Who? What attorneys do you have on your Facebook friends list that concentrate in these fields? Um, all of these different things are things I would start putting into place right now. All right. Um, create a program, create something that differentiates and bring that to many strategic alliances like attorney partners. But whatever you got to do, get educated in these different niches. Know the probate process, right? That's different per state. Know how that works. Um, know how a divorce situation works in terms of lending when there's a something held up by the judge. Know the process of foreclosure and all the alternatives to foreclosure in your area. There's so many different things you can do. And then once you dial in that niche, then you just create content around it. And there's many, many ways to go out there and find these different sellers. But don't... Um, Focus on what the investors are doing and copy them. That's all I'm doing. That's all this podcast is about. I'm just telling you what investors are doing. And uh, you as a real estate agent have the opportunity to do the exact same thing. And not to mention, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, listen to Tommy. He has a really cool uh, training course. He has a, a system where he teaches agents how to become investors. Something else you guys should be looking at in this market. If we're going to hit a distressed market, we're going to see opportunities come in to the marketplace within the next six to 18 months. Well, you're going to be one of the first people to see those opportunities. And there's no reason why you couldn't take advantage of them versus giving them to some other investor. So this mindset that I'm sharing with you on this uh, episode is really what I believe you're going to have to adapt. Um, I've been doing this for 20 years and I don't want to be that guy saying I've been here for 20 years, but I'm telling you, I've been here for 20 years and I, I'm pretty sure this is what's going to happen. Um, I have a lot of investments tied up into this and I, I know where I'm going. There's a reason why I'm doing things I'm doing right now for this next real estate market. So I could be wrong. I'm not saying I know it all, but I don't think I am. And uh, I'll go all in on it. So I really hope this helps you guys out. Don't be worried right now. Be excited about the opportunity, but you can't be lazy. You need to get up off your butt, take the time, read buy courses, take content, consume stuff, educate yourself because your brain is the most powerful muscle you'll ever have. And it's the most powerful thing in your business. Do not be scared, be bold and be very, very, very loud. 
Folks, really appreciate that you uh, listen to this week's episode of Real Estate Marketing Dude. If you have any additional questions, you need help with your content creation or anything, I want you to visit us. Visit us at realestatemarketingdude.com. We script that and distribute videos for people all across the country, and we can put you on the map, help you build your brand, your unique selling proposition, and all of the above. Appreciate you guys listening to another episode. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time. Oh,